in their latest committee hearing to backfire incredibly, MAGA Republicans attacked FBI Director Christopher Wray, a Republican, a Trump appointee with deranged conspiracy theories about how Ray and the FBI were involved in causing the January 6th insurrection and how they discriminate against conservatives. He is a Trump appointee. Christopher Ray and Democratic members of Congress push back some Great messaging from Democrats. So for all those who say Democrats, their problems messaging, this is some great messaging actually coming from the new Democratic Party. They exposed the insanity of MAGA Republicans at this hearing. Also, MAGA Republicans are doubling down of their support of that missing fake whistleblower who in actuality is an indicted fugitive on the run, an unlawful agent of China, an unlawful arms dealer for Iran and Libya. MAGA Republicans, get this, they say the fact that the fake whistleblower is working for the CCP unlawfully, it makes him more credible. They like him more. Can you say 1984 on steroids? These MAGA Republicans have lost their mind. Well, they lost it a long time ago. Some big updates to report in special counsel Jack Smith's criminal investigation of Donald Trump's 2020 election interference. The New York Times just reporting that Donald Trump's son-in-law and former senior advisor that no America ever wanted in the White House, who couldn't even get a security clearance, who the leader of Saudi Arabia, MBS, bragged was, quote, in his pocket. Yes, Jared Kushner testified before the federal criminal grand jury investigating Donald Trump's crimes last month. Michigan Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson spoke with special counsel Jack Smith earlier this year about criminal election interference by Donald Trump in Michigan. And in the federal case already filed against Donald Trump for the unlawful retention of national defense information, obstruction of justice, and other crimes that are in federal court in Florida. Special counsel Jack Smith filed a scathing response to Donald Trump's request to continue trial to some undefined date in the future after the November 2024 election. Jack Smith filing says that Donald Trump's legal arguments, especially those about the Presidential Records Act, you know, the Sox case, borders on the frivolous. Also, a New York appeals court made a big, big decision earlier in the date, stating that the state's congressional maps need to be rejoined, uh, redrawn, siding with Democrats in a case that would allow Democrats to shift as many as six GOP held seats in their direction. So you take what's going on there, what's going on in Alabama, what's going on in Louisiana, shaping up to be a lot more seats that should go Democrat in the upcoming elections. And slowly, but that's a good thing because slowly but surely, President Biden is like repairing a lot of things. He's repairing the U.S. healthcare system, reversing a number of Trump era sabotage and ensuring millions of more Americans get access to affordable coverage. Uh, border crossings in June plummeted. Sweden close to becoming NATO's 32nd mayor. The U.S. A member, the U.S. is producing more oil domestically today than it did at the same time of year in 2019. So all of those MAGA Republican drill, baby drill stuff is just complete nonsense. Inflation has now dropped to 3%, which means for 12 months in a row, inflation 
inflation has lowered thanks to the Inflation Reduction Act. Job growth is up, 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 folks. This is the Midas Touch Podcast. I'm Ben Micellis, joined by Brett and Jordy Micellis. We'll spare you the conversation that we had before we started, but it involved a lot of uh, discussions about our workouts right before the episode <laughs> and how that impacts our appearance. But we'll, I think we'll the people, I, I think the people want to hear about it. Honestly, though, I think they want to hear about me crushing it on the Peloton. You, how many uh, miles? How many miles you, you do, be? You're not quite being as good as you were not in your heyday, you know. But but mm. but you know, you got to try your best. That, that that's all we could ask for. Jordy's bench pressing like 450 pounds or something let's crazy go, right now. Go. I don't know. I like the only reason we did because I just got off the bike, so I'm like glowing right now. I'm I, I like sweat for like two you're hours after glowing. the bike. Brad, you're I, always, always glowing. glowing. I got that glow. Thanks, guys. Thanks, brothers. Always always there to always there to boost me up. But no, I mean we sure, certainly got a lot of show today, huh? Even while I was on the bike, I was like, news, 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 news. The hits just keep on coming. Jack Smith <laughs> right now is moving at a such a quick pace that it is absolutely stunning to see. And judging by what he's doing and looking at the messages that we're seeing come out of Donald Trump's social media account, it's really right now starting to feel like something big is brewing. So all eyes on the January 6th investigation um, into Donald Trump's 2020 election interference. A lot is cooking there. And we're on a really good trajectory right now. It feels like the tide has turned on a lot of things. And I think people are really going to be feeling this on a personal level very soon as the economy changes, as we see progress at the border. There's a lot of good news to talk about. Excited to get into it all with the Midas Mighty. Jordy, what's new tonight? How are you doing? I'm doing well. Just an immediate correction at the onset of this podcast. I do not bench 400 pounds. I don't think the strongest man in the world even benches no, 400 I heard pounds. You so bench 450 I don't pounds. want to be spread. I don't want to be spreading any false rumors out there. That's actually not true. I'm doing great. I'm so excited for the <laughs> show. I was thinking about you when you were on the Peloton because I think the Rudy news broke when you were just on the bike just now. And and we got a lot of show tonight, just like you said. That's why I literally can't do anything. Like the second, no, you you can't. You the, the, can't do anything. The second I make plans, the second I leave my house, something big happens. And it's gotten to a point point where the new joke now on Twitter or on threads or on whatever social media app of the day that I'm going on, um, you got people reaching out to me saying, Brett, we need more indictments. Can you please go on a trip somewhere? <laughs> Brett, we need more indictments. Can you please get True. a haircut? And, and, that's, and like it happens more often than not where I'm away and something happens. So there's something going on in the universe. But Ben, why don't we get into it? What's what's new out there? In the I mean, look, let's just start with some breaking news. One of the reasons why I love doing this show live is because usually right when we go live, the final stories of the day will break if they haven't already, and we can incorporate them into our live podcast. So we just learned that Judge Beryl Howell, the federal judge in Washington, D.C., who's presiding over the defamation case brought by Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss against Rudy Giuliani for defamation, has just sanctioned Rudy Giuliani, ordering him to pay $89,000 plus in attorney's fees to Shea Moss and Ruby Freeman, and also threatening to hold him in contempt of court if he doesn't comply with obligations to turn over 
more documents. I actually thought that the sanctions were going to be more than that. Rudy Giuliani has just flagrantly violated all discovery obligations in this case. You may recall some of my earlier reporting where he didn't produce the documents. Then he put forth this declaration that he was too broke and he was in arrears and payments from one of the discovery discovery vendors. And then when he had to actually put forward a declaration about his financial condition, he then said, oh, I found the money, but then didn't produce the actual documents. And then we identified that he called himself other names, like he was calling himself his mom's name on emails with people like his late mom and emails with people like Mark Meadows to try to hide communications. But Judge Beryl Howell had enough threatening to hold him in contempt, sanctioning him $90,000. And that's not even the verdict in the case. So someone who's already strapped for cash now has to pay $90,000 in sanctions. And he's going to lose this case and likely have to pay millions of dollars when it goes to trial. My only gripe with Judge Beryl Howell, and I'm a big Judge Beryl Howell fan. You may remember that name because she was also the uh, chief judge in Washington, D.C. federal court. So she presided over the grand jury and made a lot of those rulings in special counsel. Jack Smith's investigation of Donald Trump, a lot of those big executive privilege, attorney-client privilege rulings she made in favor of special counsel Jack Smith. And she was a affirmed on appeal, meaning she was not reversed and those orders took big, big rulings. But she makes her orders in like three font in these minute orders. And she doesn't issue like these actual orders. I don't know, Brett, if you can actually pull it up eventually, but you have to like use a microscope to actually read her orders. And she's <laughs> done it now multiple times. And, you know, it's just impossible. It's just impossible. to. So that's my one. I'm going to find I'm going to find it. But I just actually we're getting in the first reaction of Rudy Giuliani right now to the oh, news. Really? Let's let's pull it up. <laughs> wow. 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 There, there, there you go. For the listeners, I pulled up the photo of Rudy's, uh, I don't know, whatever was dripping from his head during the press conferences and back in, what was this, 2020? Some may say it's hair dye. Others may say they call him Rudy Kaludi Duty for yeah, a reason, but I will stop be, being- But, I, but I will find the Judge Beryl Howell as you continue uh, actually delivering the real information to people. Okay. Some, some real information. Like, Let's talk about this hearing that the MAGA Republicans held. Uh, in the Judiciary Committee, which was the oversight of the FBI hearing, right? Where the MAGA Republicans who go on Fox and OAN and all this right-wing media, where they spread the most deranged conspiracies about the FBI director, Christopher Ray. Now, like, Christopher Ray has been a Republican his entire life. He was appointed by Donald Trump in 2017. And when Donald Trump appointed him, he said that he had all the qualifications, great credentials, very well respected. Um, only five people voted against Christopher Ray's confirmation. The five people were Democrats. This is a Republican through and through. So it's like when you talk about in Arizona, the MAGA Republicans who say Rusty Bowers, the former Speaker of the House in Arizona, is a rhino. I say his name is Rusty freaking Bowers, okay? He's as Republican <laughs> as you get. But to me, what this hearing highlights is a broader theme. Yes, it clearly highlights that MAGA Republicans are out of their mind and dangerous and fascist. But it further highlights that the Republican Party 
is no more. Like it just, it just doesn't exist, right? At the same time, you have this hearing taking place. You've got the MAGA Republicans who are putting in all of these pills to the National Defense Authorization Act. You've got a MAGA Republican senator from Alabama, Alabama and Tommy Tuberville holding up, putting a stay and blocking promotions of military leaders. It's the first time in a hundred years the Marine Corps is without a commandant. And then all the other leadership and promotions are not able to take place because of a Republican, a MAGA Republican. They're doing all of their culture wars and having America must be removed from NATO in order for us to support the National Defense Authorization Act, like insane, insane stuff. And so to me, the broader theme here that we should be talking about is that the Republican Party is just gone. And again, these are not conservative people. This is now the MAGA Republican Party. It is Trumpism. Trumpism equals fascism plus idiocracy equals Trumpism. That's what you're about to watch. So let's go through what went down in this hearing. You've got Republican Ken Buck, who's trying to remind his colleagues, the because he knows what they're about to do. Yeah. You know, and he's <laughs> trying, trying to stand here. He's trying to do <laughs> what he can do to be like, okay, people remember this is a Republican, but it's to no avail. So this is Ken Buck reminding his colleagues that Ray is a lifelong Republican nominated by Trump. Play the clip. You started out as a, an AUSA, and I'm getting this information from Wikipedia, the great font of knowledge in the digital age, and so I'm assuming that it's true, but you started out as an AUSA. You uh, were nominated by Republican President Bush for the position of Assistant Attorney General in the Criminal Division at the Department of Justice, and you were confirmed by a Republican Senate, if I uh, am, am correct in that. Uh, yes, by uh, unanimous voice vote. And, and you were then nominated by Republican President Donald Trump uh, to be the FBI Director, and again, confirmed by the Republican Senate uh, uh, for that position. Uh, yes, I think there were only five votes against me, and they were all uh, from Democrats. Um, uh, according to Wikipedia, uh, you're still a registered Republican, and I hope you don't change your party affiliation after this hearing is over. Can I make one point? <laughs> Member, members of Congress have somewhere between five to ten, sometimes 15 legislative aides who work for them, ostensibly to give them information. Do you really have to say that it's based on Wikipedia? On Wikipedia. <laughs> Ver- just versus you have the like congressional research office. Like this isn't on some esoteric thing either. It's about the level of support within the chambers, basically adjacent to his, like where he works. So I'm, I'm, it's a little curious that you have to. But well, let's let's let's, in- let's let's dive in. I, he's also not exactly a moderate member of the Republican Party of the House of Representatives either. He just seems like a normal guy in this setting. He's a member of the Freedom, the so-called Freedom Caucus, Ken Buck, which is one of the most extreme parts of the Republican Party in the House of Representatives. And he was actually confirmed. I think it was today where he officially confirmed publicly. Actually, spoke out 
about the Freedom Caucus kicking out Marjorie Taylor Greene from the caucus. And he confirmed that that happened today. So he is like a leader of the Freedom Caucus. He was one of a few people to vote against the debt ceiling bill. So this is no moderate guy, uh, you know, trying to extend a hand to Chris Ray because this Republican Party really just has gone so off the deep end here that it is outrageous that they now are going to spend the rest of this hearing the only reason they called this hearing was just to yell at Christopher Ray, the Trump appointed FBI director. And then they're going to go home and they're going to threaten to impeach him. So what? So that Biden can appoint an FBI director? What's what's the end result of this game? You're going to get rid of the Trump guy and you're going to have Biden appoint somebody. They never think these things through. It's so stupid. <laughs> Jordy, you look like you have something to say. No, I just want to add, you know, I'm, I'm going to take a slightly different opinion there, Ben. I think using Wikipedia as the source and announcing that he used Wikipedia actually gives him a little bit of credit here. Because look, we all know how incompetent these MAGA Republicans can be. Could you imagine how incompetent their aides are? So him, him at least sourcing a, a, a semi decently reliable He's source. Like, look, I didn't look. I didn't. I didn't spend a lot of time on this. <laughs> like the first thing I saw. I'm, I'm not going to lie. If any of this is false, just let me know. But this is what it's telling me. So, so let me give you Christopher Ray's background, and we can compare that. So Jim Jordan, the MAGA Republican who chairs the Judiciary Committee, is not licensed to practice law. He went to law school, but Jim Jordan either never took the bar exam or never passed the bar exam. He's never been licensed to practice law yet. The MAGA Republicans put him to chair the Judiciary Committee to do hearings like this. Now, let me tell you about FBI Director Christopher Wright. Graduated from Yale University in 1989 and then attended Yale Law School. He joined the government in 1997 as an assistant United States attorney for the Northern District of Georgia. From 2003 to 2005, Ray served as assistant attorney general in charge of the criminal division in George W. Bush's administration. He later was a litigation partner with the law firm King & Spalding, one of the top law firms in the country from 2005 to 2016. So someone who I disagree with politically, but has all of the qualifications, right? And this is someone who now the MAGA Republicans call a rhino. And which MAGA Republicans? essentially all of them. I mean, this is MAGA Republican Harriet Hageman, who replaced Liz Cheney as the member of Congress from Wyoming. This is MAGA Republican Harriet Hageman accusing Christopher Ray of discriminating against conservatives. Play the clip. Um, Mr. Ray, from the Twitter files, Missouri versus Biden disclosures, the Durham investigation and report, and exposure and collapse of the Russian collusion hoax, the American people fully understand that there is a two-tier justice system that has been weaponized to persecute people based on their political beliefs, and that you have personally been weapon that you have personally worked to weaponize the FBI against conservatives. I asked Mr. Durham about this, to which he answered, I don't think that things can go too much further with the view that law enforcement, particularly the FBI or Department of Justice, runs a two-tiered system of justice. The nation can't stand under those circumstances. Director Ray, what are you prepared to do to reform federal law enforcement in a manner which earns back the trust of the American people? Well, first off, I would disagree with your characterization of the FBI and certainly your description of my own approach. Uh, the idea that I'm biased against conservatives uh, seems somewhat insane to me, uh, given my own personal background. As to how 
We are approaching our work of protecting the American people and upholding the Constitution. It starts with me having emphasized to all of our folks over and over and over again in everything we do that we need to do the right thing in the right way, and that means following the facts wherever they lead, no matter who likes it. Now, Christopher Ray, you could just see him looking there as the question's being asked. Like, you know he's saying in his mind, yeah, she's an idiot. She's an idiot. How did this happen? How did this happen to the Republican Party? Yeah, like, she's a moron. Like, like he's crouched over. Like, this is a moron. What the hell is going on here? Such and, a and, disgrace <laughs> that that she is the person who took Liz Cheney's place in Congress. Oh my gosh! You know the whole hearing though. It's it's a, a lot of the questions are like Harriet Hageman's question, right? They're a lot like you know a lot of people are losing faith in you, and a lot of people don't trust you right now. Could you explain why a lot of people don't trust you right now? Isn't there something that you need to do to make people trust you? And they have it backwards here because the reason why your supporters do not trust the FBI is because you, Harriet mm -hmm. Hageman, you, Marjorie Taylor Greene, you, all these Republicans, every single day are spreading lies and conspiracy theories about the FBI. Then you have the nerve to go, oh, a lot of our followers don't trust you anymore. Yes, you are the one sowing the distrust. What yeah. the hell do you think? And they know they're doing it. They know they're doing it. <laughs> they know that this is all a sham, but this is the game that they play. They cause the problem and then they try to blame someone else for the problem and use that as pretext to take anti-democratic actions. Yeah, you Same all, you MAGA Republicans, you came up with this deranged conspiracy that this Trump supporter, Ray Epps, who's this just guy from Arizona who didn't even know why he was in Washington, D.C. His son invited him. He's like, whatever, I'm a Trump supporter. I'm going to be there. That this Ray Epps guy was somehow a secret agent working for the FBI to incite the January 6th insurrection as a false flag operation. Now, this isn't just some crazy thing that's like on 4chan or like circulating in some crazy conspiracy theories. This is what mainstream modern day Republicans who are MAGA Republicans are saying. Incidentally, Ray Epps just sued Fox in a massive defamation case for spreading that as well and platforming those lies that he was a secret agent. But like Christopher Ray, the FBI director, is being asked questions about this by MAGA Republicans. Like, he like how ridiculous that the FBI director has to sit there and explain that the notion that what took place during the January 6th insurrection was orchestrated by the FBI is made up and is a conspiracy. Like he had to articulate that. That is how far this MAGA Republican Party has brought down the Republican Party here. Watch Christopher Ray basically say, what are you even talking about with this January 6th nonsense? Play the clip. Do you have any knowledge of Ray Epps being a secret government agent? Uh, no. Uh, I will say this notion that somehow the violence at the Capitol on January 6th was part of some operation orchestrated by FBI sources and agents uh, is ludicrous and is a disservice to our brave, hardworking, dedicated men and women. MAGA Republicans attacking the military, got MAGA Republicans attacking the FBI and DOJ and, and law enforcement. You've got MAGA Republicans attacking, you know, every government entity should be shut down. It is just deranged, deranged, deranged. But look, they what I like this about- this guy's life. They ruined their own supporters' life. A Trump voter, somebody who voted for Trump twice, 
ruined the guy's life. Somebody who was at the January 6th insurrection <laughs> because he listened to Donald Trump, because he listened to Fox News, because he listened to Newsmax, showed up and then got riled up and the night before said, let's go to the Capitol on camera. And then when he got there that day, he actually felt bad when he saw people storming the Capitol. I don't even think he went in himself. And so they yeah. used that as pretext to call him an FBI agent and literally ruined their own person's life. Like this is one of them. And you saw his testimony in the January 6th uh, report. And I'm just going to say, didn't come off as the brightest of guys. He just seemed like he got so involved in all of this, like all these people. But then the second in the cult that you become a liability for the cult, you become a suppressive person and they have to push you out. You have to become the enemy. You're Antifa. You're the FBI. You're a plant. It can't just be, oh, I guess our rhetoric actually has consequences. Okay. I guess the things that we say, the toxicity in which we pollute the discourse every single day. Oh my gosh it has consequences that can't be it must be the fbi and that would be one thing if it were just fringe crazy people on the internet saying it but when you have congress people calling in the fbi director to make these claims it is absolutely outrageous and it shows that they are not even living in reality and when you even say what actually happened if you say like if we were to go online and post Ray Epps was not the federal agent. Ray Epps was MAGA. We would get a ton of comments from MAGA people saying, no, what are you talking about? Oh, he was a Fed. Oh, then then what do you think about this? They can't accept basic reality. <laughs> they had it's like, what do you do in that point? Yeah, and one of the things, well, how do you how do you explain this? Is that the Department of Justice has not yet charged him? They say that's part of the conspiracy. Well, Ray Epps says in the lawsuit that he filed against Fox, this massive defamation case. No, no, they told me they're going to charge me. I was just not one of the violent people. So, frankly, I don't to, even know if DOJ has a strong case to charge him. Like, no, you know, they're going to. They are going uh, to I know, charge. I know. Him. I know they said that they are yeah. in the thing. I'm, I'm just saying, to me, it actually sounds like one of the tougher cases since he didn't actually enter the Capitol. Um, but I don't know the full scope of No, he told he people to go. He, there was yep. one point where he told people, let's go charge the Capitol. And then when he was like, oh shit, they're charging the Capitol. This is getting violent. <laughs> then he's like, okay, <laughs> oh, okay, shit, okay they're okay. doing what I told hey, them hey, to do. Hey, hey, let's not do it. So no, the DOJ is going to charge him. And he said that. And so this whole talking point, well, then they didn't, they didn't charge him. Is just, again, well, there's no, there, there, there's no self-reflection. There, there, there's no internalizing within the MAGA Republican mindset, j just their behavior. They always have, they always, Brett, to your point, have to find a scapegoat because it's never them. They can never, they can never You're be so on the right. And then Jay, things. what do they do next? They double down. They yeah. Go. And then they oh, double down. Oh, so take their they said they in. were going to charge him because they want to throw us off now. Yeah. Uh, and, and, so and the conspiracies get crazier yeah. and crazier and crazier. It turns into this whole circular firing squad. And yeah. ultimately, you're going to be looking at these next November elections when they come up. They're not going to have many allies on their side anymore because they've decided to turn on all, all of their own people. So you know, like when their fake whistleblower turns out to be an unlawful CCP agent, most people would reflect upon that and go, <laughs> you, you know what? You know what? We got that wrong and we take this very seriously. But instead, you have Kevin McCarthy and we're going to show this video in a little bit. You've got Kevin McCarthy. Go, no, you know what? That makes him a more credible. Really? The fact that he was working uh, with our enemy to try to 
cause harm to our country, makes him more credible. They've all lost their minds. And here, Democratic Congress member Ted Lieu, and we're going to see Congress member Eric Swalwell. What I love is that they use these hearings to shed light on the truth. It's like, okay, you want to call Christopher Ray here? Let's be very clear about a few things. So here, Congressman Ted Lieu goes and explains, here are all the people in Trump's orbit, and they have one thing in common. Namely, they're all criminals. Play the clip. Trump advisor Roger Stone was convicted in a federal court, correct? Uh, that's my recollection. Trump donor Elliot Brady was convicted in a federal court, correct? Uh, also my recollection. The attorney general at the time for those two convictions was Bill Barr. Which president nominated Bill Barr for attorney general? Uh, president Trump. Trump's former lawyer, Michael Cohen, was convicted on two separate occasions in a federal court, correct? I believe that's correct. The attorney general at the time for Cohen's second conviction was Matthew Whitaker. Which president appointed Matthew Whitaker as acting attorney general? Uh, president Trump. Trump's former campaign chairman, Paul Manafort, was convicted in a federal court, correct? Yes. Trump's former deputy campaign manager, Mr. Gates, was convicted in a federal court, correct? That's my recollection. Trump's campaign foreign policy advisor, George Papadopoulos, was convicted in a federal court, correct? Uh, yes, I think he, yeah, he pled guilty, yes. The attorney general at the time of those three cases was Jeff Sessions. Which president nominated Jeff Sessions for attorney general? President Trump. You were the FBI director for all of those cases at the time. Which president nominated you? President Trump. Okay. What these facts show is we don't have a two-tiered system of justice. We have one Department of Justice that goes after criminals regardless of party ideology. All of these folks were convicted under the administrations of three separate Republican attorneys general. It is not the fault of the FBI that Donald Trump surrounded himself with criminals. Donald Trump brought that upon himself. Thank you to the FBI for exposing the cesspool of corruption of these Trump associates. Just how, just, just think about this. You've got a Democrat in Ted Lieu right there. You've got Christopher Ray, who is a Republican. And at this hearing, Ray is being attacked by the Republicans who are MAGA Republicans. And you've got in the position of the person who's like saying the obvious things to be helpful to the witness, you have the Democratic member of Congress who's helping and saying the positive things about the work being done by the witness. Like the roles have just completely turned upside down. And frankly, I, I guess that's a bit of a misnomer. The only thing that's turned completely upside down is the Republican Party by becoming the MAGA Republican Party. And the Democrats are just saying, yeah, these are criminals. It's not two-tiered justice. These people committed crimes. They either pled guilty or they were convicted before a jury. And I'd go one step further than Ted Lieu. It's not that Donald Trump just surrounds himself <laughs> with criminals. It's that Donald Trump is the criminal. Yeah. It's everywhere he goes. It's not like he's just a magnet for a criminal. Go, oop, criminal, oop, criminal, oop, 
criminal. No, he's <laughs> it happened again. He's, Oops. He's, <laughs> oop, criminal. That, that's Oops, me being I did it that's again. me being a that's me being a magnet, Jordy. Like they don't just stick to him. Good, good he, magnet skills. He's a criminal, and everybody who works for him does criminal stuff because he's like a mafia leader. And I want to show you what Congress member Eric Swalwell said and what others said, but first let's take a our first quick break. <laughs> now let's take a quick break to talk about our next partner, Manukora Honey. Did you know that the best tasting honey on the planet comes from New Zealand? It's called Manuka Honey. Manukora has absolutely mastered the art of beekeeping. Their super honey is always 100% raw and has a rich and creamy texture that's unlike anything you've ever tried before. Now it's a super honey because of its unique antioxidants and prebiotics, as well as a natural antibacterial compound called MGO that only comes from the nectar of this tea tree. Now I tried the 850 MGO rated Manukora honey from the bottle and wow, it was better than I could have ever imagined. Not to mention that it contains nutrients that support optimal immune and digestive health. Every batch is 100% traceable with a unique QR code on every jar. You can verify potency, purity, and even learn about the specific beekeeper that harvested your honey. Now I had my honey straight from the spoon and it was delicious by itself. But you can also add it to your tea or coffee, pancakes, yogurt, you get it. Whatever you like, you could add your Manukora honey to. The creamy caramel texture melts in your mouth. It's really unlike anything I've ever tried. Manukora, it's savory, delicious, and truly the best honey I've had in my entire life. Manukora's honey is available in a range of easy to use formats, including squeeze bottles, compostable honey sticks, so you can eat it straight or add to your favorite foods and drinks. If you head to manukora.com slash Midas or use code Midas, you'll automatically get a free pack of honey sticks with your order. That's a $15 value. That's M-A-N-U-K-O-R-A dot com slash Midas or use code Midas to get a free pack of compostable honey sticks with your order. You haven't tasted or seen honey like this before. So indulge and try some honey with the superpowers from Manukora. And now let's take a quick break to talk about our next partner, Fume. Cold turkey, it may be great on sandwiches, but there's a better way to break your bad habits. We're not talking about some weird mind voodoo from your wacky neighbor or some sketchy message board. We're talking about our sponsor, Fume, and they look at the problem in a different way. Now, not everything in a bad habit is wrong. So instead of drastic, uncomfortable change, why not just remove the bad from your habit? Fume is an innovative, award-nominated device that does just that. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses all natural, delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, Fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Your fume comes with an adjustable airflow dial and is designed with movable parts and magnets for fidgeting, giving your fingers a lot to do, which is helpful for de-stressing and anxiety while breaking your habit. The first time I used fume, I was shocked at how flavorful and fresh it tasted. Now, it's easy to hold and perfectly balanced and quite honestly, extremely fun to fidget with. The real wood material and sleek design definitely classes it up, and I feel pretty darn cool holding it. Stopping is something we all put off because it's hard, but switching to Fume is easy, enjoyable, and even fun. Fume has served over 100,000 customers and has thousands of success stories, and there's no reason that can't be you. 
Join Fume in accelerating humanity's breakup from destructive habits by picking up the journey pack today. Head to tryfume.com and use code MIDAS to save 10% off when you get the journey pack today. That's tryfum.com and use code MIDAS to save an additional 10% off your order today. Jordy, welcome Let's back go. to the MIDAS Love our pro-democracy sponsors. You, love them, love them, love them. Great. Great, great sponsor. All right, where we last left off, we were talking about this hearing that was called by the Republicans to basically attack the Republican FBI director because the Republicans in Congress are now MAGA Republicans who hate the Republican FBI director who's essentially investigating crimes and because the he is investigating crimes and because the Republicans commit crimes, they don't like the investigator of the crimes. And so what I like is that the Democrats Democrats kind of flip the script here. And we've seen this over and over and over again. And we've highlighted these other hearings where the Democrats basically hijack the hearings to show what's really going down here. So we just showed you uh, a clip by Ted Lieu showing how Donald Trump just surrounds himself with a bunch of criminals. I made the point that's because Donald Trump is the big criminal who leads all the other criminals. I want to show you right now Democratic Representative Madeline Dean. And she asks Christopher if documents that belong in a sensitive compartmented information facility or SCIF, should they be in bathrooms and ballrooms, obviously referring to the way Donald Trump stole and kept classified information concealed from the FBI and the DOJ? Play the clip. A ballroom, a bathroom, a bedroom. Are those appropriate places to store classified confidential information? Well, again, I don't want to be commenting on the pending case, but I will say that there are specific rules about where to store classified information and that those need to be stored in a SCIF, a secure compartmentalized information facility. And uh, in my experience, ballrooms, bathrooms, and bedrooms are not SCIFs. Mine too. Here's one of my favorite scenes from this hearing where Congressman Eric Swalwell mocks Republicans for losing the election um, because they say that they weren't able to post non-consensual nudes from Hunter Biden's laptop. It's like, I like that he just cuts through all of the BS and goes, all right, so What's the issue with the laptop? A private citizen's laptop of him naked and doing drugs? That's okay. That's what, that's why you lost the 2020 election. Like, we're still thinking about that. That's what you're still talking about. Like, do y'all realize how insane that is? And I just want you to watch because as Congress member Eric Swalwell is speaking, you've got Jim Jordan like a freaking mosquito, like, bzz, bzz. And Eric Swalwell has to keep like swatting him, like swatting him away. Jim Jordan, can I, can, can I, can I talk? Can I talk? Can I talk? No, no, get away, you mosquito. Get you need a Jim Jordan's. You need a Jim Jordan zapper, like zap here. Play the clip, Chairman. I've counted in this hearing, and we're only about an hour and a half in. The use of the word laptop about twenty times. In fact, in the Chairman's opening statement, he said that. He's upset that he believes the FBI prevented more Americans from learning about a private citizen's laptop. That is bananas to me. You all are bringing up FISA every single question. You're essentially saying to the American people that you're guardians of personal security and privacy, but the 2020 election 
was determined because the FBI note, because the FBI didn't let more Americans see a private citizen's non-consensual nudes? Is that what we're saying here? That you lost the election not because of your ideas, but because a private citizen's laptop Do you want an answer? Will wasn't you yield? out there? Will you that's, yield? That's bananas. Like, you, you should be a party of ideas, not a party of non-consensual nudes to help you win an election. Will you yield it for an answer? like that is what the objection is here today. Didn't we should be talking about the mass shootings that occurred over the last 10 uh, days. Time, Instead, time the, this time. hearing has turned into absolute chaos. Uh, and I yield back. Absolute chaos and a total fascist clown show because of people like Jim Jordan. And remember what I said, though. There's a reason why I mentioned Jim Jordan's qualifications, because he doesn't have the intelligence, background, experience, emotional intelligence, nor the attachment to reality for the job. And that's not just unique to Jim Jordan. And I gave the contrast because, look, Christopher Ray is someone who I probably disagree with politically on a number of things. But fundamentally, when it comes to protecting our democracy, when it comes to investigating domestic terrorism, when it comes to taking things like the January 6th insurrection very seriously and it's never an issue. You know, the MAGA Republicans are always like, and they're going after conservatives at the school boards for speaking their mind. Nope. That is never what happens. The FBI does investigate when a MAGA Republican acts like a terrorist at a school board meeting and threatens to blow up the school. That is not an attack on conservative speech. That is an investigation of a terroristic threat. That is what is going on. And the MAGA Republicans, then you remember, you have that crazy judge, Louisiana judge, Judge Dowdy, he's like, they're just going after conservative speech. Really? Now, <laughs> y'all believe conservative speech is singing songs with terrorists and, and putting it on, on Apple iTunes? Like, like a bunch of... Uh, uh, wackos. And to use Eric Swalwell's point, this is bananas. But it gets worse, Brett, because bananas on top of bananas, where we see the MAGA Republicans doubling down on the missing whistleblower, right? We heard from James Comer about a few weeks ago, we've got this whistleblower who's missing, who's in the spy game. And so you know how the spy game is. We can't speak to him, really. The unauthorized, unlawful agent of the CCP who was smuggling weapons for foreign nations, who was smuggling, you know, weapons and oil for Iran and for Libya, like someone who, and by the way, this isn't the indictment of this fake whistleblower uh, agent of China. It's not just some broadly worded indictment, right? It's 58 pages and it has the direct communications from the individual referring to things as toys instead of weapons, talking about mislabeling the oil as Brazilian oil rather than where it's really coming from to avoid sanctions. And so you have, it's 
it's all based not on conjecture, not on insinuation, like MAGA Republicans say. This is some detailed stuff. So, Brett, break down what's going on with the doubling down here on this fake whistleblower. This is absolutely insane. And this was just breaking during the last podcast we had earlier this week, and we were very excited about it. We were literally going through the indictment uh, as the story broke while we were live. And just to, there's been so many whistleblowers, you know, some of them have died, apparently, some of them have gone missing. Uh, this is one of the ones that went missing. Just so, just to clarify for y'all, I know it's hard to keep track because they they roll out a new whistleblower every single week. So this is the one that went missing, and that Comer, when he was asked about it, he said he hadn't talked to the person in over three years, and he said, "Well, you know, he's kind of in the spy business. So you know, when you're in the spy business, you know, you you, you can't really be out there." It turns out he was a fugitive from the law. He he, he was on the run. He he had posted bail. He had fled, and he was literally on the run and he had been indicted in the United States on really serious crimes. I mean, this was a guy who James Comer called his quote, very credible witness. I got a very credible witness out there. He was indicted for arms trafficking, violating U.S. sanctions with Iran, making false statements, being an unregistered foreign agent for the Chinese Communist Party. Like you cannot make this stuff up. And I, I just want to clarify, because last episode, we were kind of throwing darts at the wall with, okay, who is there's individual one listed in this, there is co-conspirator one listed in this. And it looks like individual one, now that we have more clarity, is Jim Woolsey, um, who is ex-CIA chief, who is an advisor to Trump. Um, and un- unidentified co-conspirator one appears to be Patrick Ho, a Chinese official who was arrested by U.S. officials in November 2017 on bribery and money laundering charges. So we got a real good crew here. And the GOP right now is just continuing. Well, Jordy, just like you were saying, they don't back down. They just keep going ahead. They double down. They triple down. They put a conspiracy on top of conspiracy on top of conspiracy. It's like a Russian nesting doll. And I think that's an apt name. For Ooh, mm. It is. Theories, right? That's what we could do, do something with that. That's, yeah, let's let's save that for after the show. It's yeah, offline certain, on that. Certainly a R- Russian nesting doll of conspiracy theories with the Republican Party. And before we even get into these statements, just to let you know how ridiculous they are, how disingenuous they are, and how big of liars these people are, while the indictment may have been unsealed earlier this week, I think it's really important to note that the indictment was actually issued in November of 2022. So I'll pull up the document right now for those watching. You could see document filed November 1st, 2022. Filed on the top, November 1st, 2022. Why is this important? Because the Republican Party, James Comer, Jim Jordan, Kevin McCarthy, Nancy Mace, all of these liars are going on TV and they're saying the only reason they indicted this guy is because of our Hunter Biden investigation, the one that didn't exist for another eight months. Are they, is this minority report? What do you think happened here? They were able to see the future. They were like, we got to indict this guy because let me, uh, oh, in eight months, the Republican party is going to want to use this ridiculous. They went to this guy by, and by the way, we all know what happened to this guy, right? Like this guy was under federal indictment. This guy was on the run after being arrested. I think he was arrested in Cyprus or, or something. He's on the run and he's trying to figure out at this moment in time, how do I get out in trouble? I'm in some pretty deep shit, right? I've done some pretty bad things. I work with some pretty nefarious people. So I got to get out of this. So what could I do? 
I could become a whistleblower for the Republicans and try to get immunity. They'd buy, they, they'd buy that. I'll tell them I'll give them some stuff. They give me immunity. I get a get out of jail free card. That's what this guy was doing. He was relying on the Republicans to give him immunity. And the Republicans, of course, welcomed him with open arms. And so you have Maria Bartiromo on Fox, who I don't know how she still has a job on Fox with Maria Bartiromo being one of the key people in the Fox lawsuits who has spread so much disinformation. The worst. They keep her at the it's network. Awful. She is seriously, and they put her on like Fox Business as well, like like giving business advice. Would you take business advice for this? This is the lo absolute lunacy. And so her, she had Kevin McCarthy on, and her and Kevin McCarthy went to spreading this lie that the indictment actually just happened, and so it's probably directly in response, right? It, it's got to be directly in response to these hundred investigations. Like I said, the indictment actually happened in November of 2022. She is a liar. Do but Brett, before you even go there, even if they just, even if they just happened, which they didn't, when you read the 58 pages and it's not just like random stuff, it is very specific messages of him colluding with the CCP, with the Chinese government to try to influence the Trump administration and then actually doing so and then engaged in these unlawful arms deals. Even if the timing to me was the opposite, which it wasn't, I would still be saying, wow, the timing that is doesn't problem. matter. <laughs> it just makes it even more yeah, outrageous totally. that they are even trying to make this claim, given that it would have taken someone to be clairvoyant in order for that to be the case. Yeah. And sorry, uh, if anyone is clairvoyant, it ain't a member of Congress. I'm, I'm just going to let you know right now. Anyway. Ben, you think they're reading the 58 pages? They're, they're sourcing Wikipedia on the stand. I mean, it's <laughs> unbelievable. Give me the cliff notes. Give me the cliff notes. Well, I just gave you the cliff notes of what Maria Bartiromo said. Now let's watch the clip. Uh, but Speaker, you keep getting stonewalled even so. Let's face it. Gal Luft was just indicted. Okay. This was one of your key whistleblowers. I want to get your take on what you're going to do about it because how many more whistleblowers are going to come forward after knowing that this guy who tried to tell the FBI and the DOJ what he knew about the transactions, business deals in the Biden family, now he had to go on the run and now is getting indicted. Okay, you can I to, just say, can I just, yeah. just watching that, as I was watching it, my reaction was like, these are two really weird and disturbed individuals. Like, just even watching Kevin McCarthy's face, I'm like, these are just very strange and disturbed people. And then the gal, the gal left guy shows up and I'm like, these are three really <laughs> disturbed individuals. And I'm like, this, I'm like, this is like, this would be a parody in some idi a movie like Idiocracy. And I'd be like, all right, I I'm not buying this script. It's, it, and then Kevin McCarthy's like, huh. yeah, he's nodding his head. Yeah, weirdo. Sorry for interrupting. It's just from top to bottom, it's it's so deceitful, and and they hit the audience with this also. Like, mm -hmm. don't quote me on this, but I think that ran at like seven in the morning. Like it was like an early <laughs> news hit. Like you're waking up and like that's what's being thrown in your face. Like I mean, like it's like, dudes, please just just stop it. Just stop it. Marie Bartiromo is really just like the worst of the worst. But then you have uh, Nancy Mace. Nancy Mace, who used to be held up by the media as, look, there are normal Republicans out there. No, really, at this point, they're not, not in the House of Representatives. They really aren't. Here's Nancy Mace uh, saying that they're trying to silence our whistleblowers. Reaction to this indictment of Gal Luft. 
Well, I, I, no one should be surprised here. I don't trust the DOJ or the FBI. They are trying to silence our witnesses. This is a way to do that. He deserves to testify before the Oversight Committee. We have a lot of questions. We want to know why the evidence he brought forth to the FBI in that Brussels meeting in 2019 was not followed up on. Yeah, like there's really no difference between watching that and like watching what Christina Bob said earlier in the day where she threatens the FBI director like like th they're really all the same here. Just play the one uh, Bob. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Donald Trump's lawyer. Play it. They're going after President Trump. They're raiding President Trump. I mean, it. the only thing that the FBI is targeting is conservatives. So I think Congress is doing a very good thing by taking a closer look at this. Uh, I think Christopher Ray should be very, very nervous about a change of power coming when President Trump gets back into office because I think he'll lay bare what the FBI actually has been doing. Just like threatening Dana. Donald, just just threatening the director of the FBI, and and this has been something that we've seen throughout a lot of these clips at this point. They want to equate their illegal activities with conservatism, and then they want to claim that they are being canceled, that they are being somehow discriminated against, that they are being targeted for their conservatism, not their crimes. I mean, that's the issue. These mm. are crimes you are committing. This isn't conservative ideology. This the, You are committing crimes. You are calling it conservative to try to make that some get-out-of-jail-free card. And I'm sorry, but that does not work in the court of law. And I hope that Jack Smith, I hope that Chris Ray, I hope all these people take these threats seriously when they hear them from somebody like Christina Bob, because it's absolutely ridiculous to have somebody go on TV and say that. The Republican Party has become, honestly, no different than any cult than the mafia. I mean, the Republican Party is a criminal operation at this moment. It operates in the same exact way. And they spread so much BS that sometimes they can't even keep their own story straight inside their right. head. So yeah, Jim Jordan yesterday going on Fox after yeah. all this. And Jim Jordan could he couldn't like even remember the lies he couldn't even get his story straight and he just stammered for like 30 seconds completely unable to remember anything you i he mean, realized is, he was a mosquito in that moment he knew he was a mosquito. <laughs> that's exactly what happened with uh with the decision the the uh when it came to the uh the the decision with um mr uh i drew a blank there sean i apologize Yep. I got a huge echo in my ear. And I can't. I can't even hear. Sorry about that. Go ahead. Pick up. But, but yeah, that's exactly what what happened. They uh, they pre-bunked this story, and Facebook specifically asked the FBI, "Is the Hunter Biden story?" <laughs> it's so it's just so shameful what the Republican Party is. But the, the whole party, it's a shameful party. This MAGA Republican Party and, and and shameful parties need shameless leaders. And that's exactly what they have. They have a bunch of these spineless jagoffs that don't give a crap about the truth, that just want to go on TV. They want Fox News to like them. Did I say the right thing for Daddy Trump? Do, do, do they, they don't care about the truth. They live in this alternate reality. And it's just so strange. Anxious you know, to play we, out in real time. We, we we need for the emojis, which you get if you become a member of our YouTube channel. We got to cook this up. You know exactly where I'm going with this. A Jim Jordan mosquito emoji, where Ooh. it's like a mosquito with Jim Jordan's head on Jim it. Jordan's face. And, just, and then we can put that as an emoji. So if anybody wants to design it, we'll try to design one. But if you've got one, you know, you can... <laughs> 
tweet it to me or send it to me on threads with my look, look, at. We may turn that into the emoji, the emoji. We could have a Jim Jordan mosquito emoji competition. But if everyone's seeing the emojis, you can become a member of our YouTube channel. Um, that supports the growth of this independent media platform. We don't take outside investors. Yeah. And so that's how we grow it. You can gift people memberships. Uh, you can ask to receive memberships. Sorry, Brett, though. That's Jim Jordan. Now, t- tell us what Kevin McCarthy said. And Salty uh, just added also for everybody who's a member, the Rudy Giuliani with dye dripping yeah. down his head emoji. And salty, it's crack- so clutch. It's, 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 cracking, it's, it's, it's cracking me up. Salty for those who, who, who don't know, but who doesn't know Salty? Salty's our, our producer who helps us out with all this content. Um, anyway, you know, you have to ultimately, you, you got to take it to the next level, right? It's, it, it's not bad enough that you got caught doing all this, but when you get caught, you got to say that, yeah, it's all part of the plan, right? You got to double down. You got to say, this is great. This, this, this reminded me of Kevin McCarthy when he clearly lost the debt ceiling fight and he was like, what do you mean? This is great. I'm so happy right now. Everything is amazing. What are you saying? <laughs> it's Okay, okay, buddy. Uh, well, Kevin McCarthy uh, took to the news today, and I think it was Manu Raju who asked him the question. So what do you do? You know, your, your whistleblower, who you've been touting now for months, turns out that he was indicted months ago and uh, is actually a Chinese spy, um, did arms deal, illegal arms deals with foreign countries. Uh, uh, this, this seems like a, a credibility problem, doesn't it? <laughs> and Kevin McCarthy goes, you know, that, uh, that actually, it actually makes my case stronger. I, I wish I were making this up, but here's the clip. No, it wouldn't undermine the case because you extrapolate that even further. Um, the the Justice Department went after him. Well, Hunter Biden received more money from the same foreign CEFC company that this informant did, much more. Um, so it only made the case stronger that the government really did the look into Hunter Biden. First off, the prosecutor looking into Biden, again, was a Trump-appointed prosecutor and a Republican, who now they say is a rhino and they hate him the same way they say the Republican Attorney General Bill Barr is a rhino. So I just want to put that out. Number two, extrapolate. This is not a complex mathematical formula. (laughs) There's very little that needs to be extrapolated here, okay? Your witness is a freaking spy. That's not an extrapolation. But what I will extrapolate in a little bit is Donald Trump going down the drain in special counsel Jack Smith's criminal investigation and criminal case, which I want to talk about right after this quick break. Like extrapolation. Don't go away. Don't, don't you go anywhere. I have a big family, and that means there's usually a lot of trash left over by the time the work week comes to an end. And frankly, I used to feel a bit guilty about this, but then I got a Lomi. Now that I have a Lomi, it's changed the way I think about my food waste. First off, Lomi transforms my garbage into gold at the push of a button. Lomi is a countertop electric composter that turns food scraps to dirt in just under four hours. Now, I love composting. Plus, it's made cooking at home even more fun. There's no more food rotting in my garbage and smelling up the kitchen. Thanks to Lomi, I only have to take out the trash once a week. And it's a hassle-free, mess-free experience. No more leaking bags. Here's something cool too. I turn my waste into nutrient-rich dirt that I feed to my plants, lawn, or garden. That means it's not going to landfills and producing methane gas. I get to help the environment and make my life easier. And all the food scraps, plant clippings, and even those leftovers I forgot in the back of the fridge, they go back into my garden, helping me grow more nutritious food right from the backyard. 
I learned that food waste makes up a huge portion of our personal carbon footprint. And by reducing the amount of food that I send to a landfill, I'm helping to do my part for this planet while also feeding my garden. Now, whether you want to start making a positive environmental impact or just grow a beautiful garden, Lomi is perfect for you. Head to Lomi.com slash Midas and use the promo code Midas to get $50 off your Lomi. That's $50 off when you head to lomi.com slash Midas and use the promo code Midas at checkout. Thank you, Lomi, for sponsoring this. And now let's take a quick break to talk about our next partner, Roan. If you're like me, you understand the pains of finding out what to wear. Let's face it, most clothes are uncomfortable or too tight or never actually the size that you really are, and not to mention the annoyance of trying to put together a good outfit. And when you finally do have a good fit, you can only wear it for a few hours before you have an important meeting or dinner and then you have to change. Everyone wants to dress their best and look good at all times because frankly, it's a confidence booster. So here's the deal. Men's closets were due for a radical reinvention, and Roan stepped up to the challenge. Roan's commuter collection is the most comfortable, breathable, and flexible set of products known to man, and here's why. Roan helps you get ready for any occasion with the commuter collection, which offers the world's most comfortable pants, dress shirts, quarter zips, and polos. You never have to worry about what to wear when you have the Roan commuter collection. Roan's comfortable four-way stretch fabric provides breathability and flexibility that leaves you free to enjoy what life throws your way, from your commute to work to your 18 holes of golf. It's time to feel confident without the hassle. With Roan's wrinkle release technology, wrinkles disappear as you stretch and wear the products. It's that easy. With the Gold Fusion Anti-Odor Technology, you'll be smelling fresh and clean all day long. And on top of that, Roan is 100% machine washable, so you can ditch the dry cleaner altogether. I absolutely love Roan. This has truly become my go-to commuter fit. We're on the move a lot. Whether it's jumping from meeting to meeting, or catching a flight, or an important dinner, the Roan Commuter Collection has never let me down. The versatility and overall comfort of the collection is undefeated. Even after I wear it all day, I still feel super fresh because of the Gold Fusion anti-odor technology. The commuter collection can get you through any workday and straight into whatever comes next. Head to roan.com slash Midas and use promo code Midas to save 20% off your entire order. That's 20% off your entire order when you head to R-H-O-N-E dot com slash Midas and use code Midas. It's time to find your corner office. Welcome back to the Midas Touch podcast. We are live, Ben, Brett, and Jordy. Before going on to special counsel Jack Smith news, I want to one say, Jordy, great ads as always. Thank you. Really, really good. Shout out to the sponsors. Descriptions, links right there in the description of the show. Just click it. Support the sponsors. Let them know we sent you. Number two, I want to show Representative Jared Moskowitz, Democrat from Florida, at one of the committee hearings today when he Croy. went absolutely nuclear on Republicans for colluding with an indicted foreign agent of the Chinese Communist Party to try to attack President Joe Biden and help Donald Trump's reelection. Play this clip. But they're focused on the audit of the Pentagon. Can you imagine if someone audited this committee? Oh, oh wait, I, I have that audit of this committee. <clears throat> Actually, it's in form of an indictment. That's the audit of this committee. It's an indictment by the Department of Justice because this committee is focusing on working with foreign agents, right? 
They want to talk about national security. That's why you guys are here. It's about national security. But the main committee is working with an indicted Chinese agent who does business with the Iranian regime and is an illegal arms dealer to Libya. All of this in order to own Hunter Biden. That's how far they've stooped. It reads like a 007 movie, this indictment, except they're working with the villain. You know, that's why I've sent a letter to the China Select Committee, the chairman of that committee, to open up into a, an investigation into what's happening in oversight, because I'm deeply worried about whether the CCP has manipulated the information that's been provided to this committee through their foreign agent that they're working with and the information that they're then providing to the American people. It's also why I've sent a letter to the chairman of foreign affairs and the chairman of homeland security, because I need to know and the American people need to know, they have a right to know, whether the indicted foreign agent, the illegal arms salesman who is working within the Iranian regime, who is a supporter of terrorism around the world, that's who they're working with. <clears throat> we need to know whether they have jeopardized homeland security in their search to help Donald Trump in his reelection. I yield back. So Congressman Jared Moskowitz, in addition to what you just saw during the committee hearing, uh, sent a letter to the Republicans China Select Committee asking them to launch an investigation into the House Oversight Committee to determine whether the CCP has infiltrated the committee's work. You have Democratic members of Congress, Dan Goldman and Jamie Raskin, sent a letter to the House Oversight Committee Chair, uh, James Comer, demanding MAGA Republican Comer open an investigation into whether Republicans on the Oversight Committee have been unwittingly duped by their fake whistleblower, Gal Luft, in furtherance of Chinese interests, for who Luft is a uh, By agent. the way, honestly, the most generous letter of all time, because they're like, now, you wouldn't be so yeah, this isn't what they say, but I'm like paraphrasing like the language that like like how I'm reading it. Uh, you, you kind of have Raskin and Goldman being like, I know you wouldn't be so dumb as to purposely <laughs> to purposely seek out an indicted fugitive on the run who's a Chinese spy with the co Chinese Communist Party who did these illegal arms deals with the I know you wouldn't do that on purpose so I it looks like you may have been unwittingly duped uh, by this guy in which case let's investigate that because I'm sure this was all a mistake because you would never you would never do that James Comer and Jim Jordan right I mean I mean give me a give, give me a break by the way those are and this is a serious threat to our national security. This is actually something that the oversight yes. committee should be investigating. Should, right, yeah. a, a Chinese spy working for the CCP that's infiltrated our government to try to harm the presidential administration, like that's something that I would say that's a meritorious committee hearing to get to the bottom of. But no, not with the MAGA Republicans. They're going to focus more hearing on Hunter Biden's nudes and a laptop that Giuliani took from some repair shop in Delaware that no one's ever seen before. And, and again, all they focus on, and this is just the weirdest part about it, are the nude photos. Like you see these photos of him naked? No, I don't. I don't want to see the naked photos. Like they always they like have, have them too. <laughs> like, they have them on the ready to go. No, it's like, their screensavers. 
Yeah, you, you, want, you want to see, you want to, hey, I got some nudes here. You want, no, no one wants to see them. What are you, like, like honestly, it is beyond, I'm just going to use the word from Eric Swalwell, beyond bananas. Let's talk special. And by the counsel. way, just I'll say Eric Swalwell, Eric Swalwell is going to be on On Democracy with FP Wellman, with Fred Ooh. Wellman show on the Midas Touch Network uh, tomorrow night, I believe. So make sure to check that out on our YouTube channel. It drops at uh, 10 p- uh, 8 p.m. Uh, Pacific time, uh, 11 p.m. Eastern time. So check it out. Eric Swalwell on the Midas Touch Network tomorrow night, Friday night, if you're listening to this on Friday. Nailed it. And while we're getting things off our chest, I'm holding a trophy right now, and I don't want to hold it the rest of the show. I I got it in between the the Moskowitz segment because I wanted to give him the Congressional Rookie of the Year, but we moved off the segment like way too quickly. And so for the last like six minutes since that clip, I've been holding this trophy, and I just I want to put it down without it being awkward for the audience. So thanks. Great job, Jordy. Uh, congrats, uh, Moskowitz, on Congressional Rookie of the Year. Although it ain't the year ain't over the year, yet. You the got year some, ain't over. We're, we're, we're in the third, competition. We're in the third quarter. It's still an open. It's his, it's his to lose. It's 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 definitely his to lose. All right, Special <laughs> Counsel Jack Smith keeping very busy. Right before we went live, he filed an opposition to uh, a request by Donald Trump that you know, the, the court Judge Eileen Cannon set a briefing schedule after Special Counsel Jack Smith asked the trial be held in 2023, specifically December 12th of 2023, with a jury selection to commence on December 11th of 2023. Special Counsel Jack Smith says this case is ready to go. We've turned over discovery. There's not any particularly complex issues here. Let's have this trial. And one of the things that we said here is let's wait to see what Donald Trump's filing is going to be. I thought it was going to be a 2025 date that Donald Trump was going to request. But Trump and his co-defendant, Walty Nauta, didn't even request a trial date. They basically said, we shouldn't even talk about trial until after the 2024 election. And then we can maybe have a status conference and talk about it right then. And Donald Trump said, look, there's very complex legal issues. There's the Presidential Records Act and the and the Sox case that we think is going to lead to the dismissal of this case. And there's just so much discovery. There's like 800,000 documents here. And then the issues of SEPA, the Classified Information Procedures Act, it's all very complex. So, so judge, we need more time. And so that was essentially Donald Trump's filing. And then Jack Smith clapped back in this response and it was indeed scathing. And Jack Smith's like, there's not any complex legal issue. Just because you believe the Presidential Records Act issue is some sort of novel issue, it isn't. So you can't just use that like what you post on your social media and then say the court needs to have an indefinite continuance because you're a freaking idiot, basically. Like I'm paraphrasing, but this is what the motion says. As for the impact of the Presidential Records Act on this prosecution, right? Because Trump's always like, Presidential Records Act, Sox case. Uh, Jack Smith goes, any argument that it mandates dismissal of the indictment or forms a defense to the charges here borders on frivolous. The Presidential Records Act is not (laughs) and in no way purports to address the retention of national security information. The defendants are, of course, free to make whatever arguments they like for dismissal (laughs) of the indictment, and the government will respond promptly, but they should not be permitted to gesture a baseless legal argument call it novel, and then claim that the court will require an indefinite continuance in order to resolve it. Now, regarding the quantity of documents, Jack Smith's like, 
well, it's perplexing to me that they just don't want to hire lawyers or hire a team. Like he doesn't say this, but he's like, they purport to be billionaires and have lots of resources. So hire a team to go through the records. Like we've dummy proofed this for you. We made a map and key of where all of the documents are. There's really only 5,000 kind of key hot documents that we're really going to rely on anyway. And so this is not particularly complex if you actually just hire some people to go through it. And then when it comes to the issues under SEPA, the Classified Information Procedures Act, Jack Smith's like, we're ready to turn over the classified information. Trump's lawyers have not filled out the form yet. You know, only two of them have filled out the form. The other lawyers haven't filled out the form. So they are the reason for the delay here. And let's go to trial. There, there's there's no reason why this case should be delayed. But I just thought that first part, because we hear like we hear Trump always mention Sox case and Presidential Records Act. And just in three sentences, Jack Smith just totally dismantles it. And that's the thing that every that everybody knows, like anybody who actually knows the law knows, OK, the Presidential Records Act has nothing to do with this. It's not like doesn't create preemption here. And uh, anyway, that, that, that's 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 a I thought a great argument by special counsel Jack Smith. I love how scathing it was. Also, special counsel Jack Smith, we've learned at least his team was in Michigan meeting with the Michigan Secretary of State, uh, Jocelyn Benson. Do you remember earlier in this year, Dana Nessel, uh, the uh, attorney mm-hmm. general? Michigan was saying, I wonder why they're not talking to us. And remember, the Michigan attorney general uh, opened up an investigation into election interference. Well, now we know special counsel Jack Smith was just building the case and just kind of waiting for the right time. They've been in constant contact with Jocelyn Benson, the secretary of state, really since March. And she shared all of the information with them. Um, She's been very cooperative. She's a Democrat. What a great team there with Governor Gretchen Whitmer, with Attorney General Dana Nessel. uh, Absolutely. I mean, hey, you got to say it's the silver lining of MAGA being so crazy, right? Because you get a state like Michigan, which has always been a competitive state for as long as I can remember. And now all of a sudden the Democrats have really full control of that state and like really incredible, strong leaders who are rising to the occasion, just really, and like the future of the Democratic Party there. They are yep. really, really good. And they came to, you know, they were elected at a time when these issues of our democracy, when these issues of this election interference, when these issues of these insane MAGA Republicans were really at their highest. So they understand the stakes of everything. So if there's one silver lining, I could say, of these MAGA people totally losing it, is that we have these incredible, incredible leaders in a state like Michigan. The Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson, let's recall, after the 2020 election, she had her life threatened. I mean, she was a direct Mm -hmm. target Mm -hmm. of MAGA Republican terrorism. Yeah, it's not conservative speech when the MAGA Republicans go in front of her house and threaten to kill her and her family. Family. That's not called conservative speech. That is called a crime right there. And so she and other election officials are talking to special counsel Jack Smith about that as well. Also, we learned in a new New York Times report, which broke just before we went live, that Jared Kushner last month uh, went before the criminal grand jury in Washington, D.C., investigating Donald Trump's election interference from what the article says. A lot of the questioning was about Donald Trump's intent and state of mind and whether Donald Trump actually thought he won. According to the article, Kushner 
testified that he actually thought that Donald Trump believed that he won the election, which is just complete and utter BS. And the whole Jared Kushner thing makes a complete mockery of our country. Anybody supportive of that, to me, doesn't support the United States of America. Mm -hmm. To have this person who was uh, who couldn't make get his security clearance at all, you know, who's the son-in-law who, again, couldn't get a security clearance because he was compromised. He's someone who MBS, the leader of Saudi Arabia, said, I have Kushner in my pocket, who MBS bragged about getting an enemies list from Saudi Arabia from Jared Kushner, that Kushner and Ivanka made $600 million while they were in the White House. Kushner made $2 billion. Uh, he got $2 billion from the Saudi Sovereign Wealth Fund after he left. And now the Saudis have all, have their golf tournament at all of the Trump properties. I mean, it's corruption staring us in the face, which is why the MAGA Republicans focus on Hunter, which is a completely different thing involving a private citizen that has nothing to do at all with anything of someone who's in office and actually engaged in, you know, true corruption and nepotism like the way Jared Kushner was. But I'll save that one for another day. And by the way, one of the things that I noticed too is it sounded, if that's actually what Jared Kushner testified, that it's a little bit different than what his January 6th committee uh, testimony was. Because before the January 6th committee, he testified that him and Kevin McCarthy told Donald Trump that mail-in voting is not per se fraudulent. Don Donald Trump was saying that all mail-in votes are fraudulent, and Jared was saying, no, that's not true. So um, we'll see if, have, if Jared Kushner testified consistently before special counsel Jack Smith. Another thing to report as well as Thomas Wyndham, one of Jack Smith's January 6th prosecutors, has been spotted at the federal courthouse in D.C. Uh, meeting with the grand jury. We haven't seen any other witnesses entering, and there was a bit of a gap between the last batch of witnesses from last month until now. I don't know. I don't want to uh, speculate about whether or not that is a sign that an indictment is imminent or not, but that gap is interesting to note. And also one of the things to talk about as well, we've talked about state level investigations now by the Michigan Attorney General, by the Fulton County District Attorney. We know the New York Attorney General has a civil case. We know the Manhattan District Attorney has a criminal case, while the Arizona Attorney General Chris Mays has appointed a team of prosecutors to investigate election interference, the fake elector scheme, and other crimes relating to the 2020 election in the state of Arizona. That just goes to show you how important elections are, because let's not forget the MAGA Republican attorney general before Chris Mays was trying to cover up the fact that they fully knew that there was no election fraud capable of overturning the results of the election. They commissioned a report, but they buried the report while spreading lies, while the Republican MAGA Republican leadership was spreading lies there as well. I want to mention a few other things. One, Florida insurance crisis. Um, you got farmers insurance pulling out of Florida, affecting 100,000 policyholders. Farmers Insurance will stop offering its policies in Florida, including home auto and umbrella policies, and a change that will force thousands of people to change their provider. And what's the response by the DeSantis administration? Is it responsible? Is it trying to actually take action and stay? I think 
Jordy will say no. Um, you have uh, here Jimmy Patronus, Florida's CFO, stating, quote, I sincerely believe that with today's actions, farmers insurance is well on its way to becoming the bud light of insurance. So Gosh. it's just it's just Brilliant. it's just kind of pure threats right there. Um, go from Florida to the state of New York. Um, a New York appeals court on Thursday ordered the state's congressional map to be redrawn. Uh, siding with Democrats in a case Big. that could give, could give Democrats a fresh ch chance to tilt one of the nation's most contested House battlegrounds back to blue. If upheld, it would allow Democrats to shift as many as six GOP-held seats in their direction. I don't even think that includes George Santos's seat as well. Um, and the courts ordered the state's bipartisan redistricting commission to promptly restart a process that would effectively give the Democrat-dominated state legislature final say over the contours of New York's 26 House seats for the remainder of the decade. So, you know, it's interesting. The tenuous control that Republicans have of the House of Representatives was based on numerous court rulings that are now being overruled or by actions by the Supreme Court intervening, which have now been overruled. And like we talked about what's happened in Alabama, what's happened in Louisiana, where the Supreme Court effectively stopped district courts, which found racist and unlawful gerrymandering. The Supreme Court allowed the racist, unlawful gerrymandered districts to remain in place through the election and then reversed the districts afterwards recently. So there was already going to be three to five, I think, Democratic pickups right there based on the unlawful racist gerrymandering. Now you add another five to the table here in New York. And so you could be talking about when all is said and done about 10 to even potentially more seats that should have been Democrat. And by the way, think about what that has done. Like I am, I'm, I'm very happy that this is happening now because this is what the law should have been. But the fact that this has allowed the MAGA Republicans to take over the House of Representatives, we would not be seeing this idiocracy, fascism equals Trumpism that we talk about in the House of Representatives. Instead, we would be seeing hearings about how to improve your working conditions and how to make mm -hmm. and make sure that you know you never lose your social security and what we can do for students and seniors and veterans and how we can put together packages of things that are actually helpful for people. That's what we saw in the first term of of the Biden administration. I mean, the first two years of the Biden administration, which was so productive and we're seeing tangible benefits in our economy. So Brett, you see what happens when Democrats were in control, major pieces of legislation from the PACT Act to the CHIPS Act, to the Inflation Reduction no Act, to the Infra Infrastructure Act. I could keep going on and on and on, but those things are not just catchy acronyms or cool names, those things have resulted in major, major wins that we're seeing. So walk us through some of these economic wins, walk us through what's happening at the border when finally President Biden has been able to implement his own policy and be removed from the shackles of Trump's ridiculous policies. What's going on there? Yeah, well, we're seeing a lot of really good trends that I think aren't getting nearly enough attention. The inflation report came out earlier this week, and it was huge, 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 huge news. The inflation rate dropped to 3%, which means for 12 months in a row now, inflation has gone down. One year ago today, for some perspective here, the inflation rate was at 9.1%, so 9.1% down to 3%, which is the lowest inflation rate since March of 2021. Huge news. Some of you may be 
wondering, you know, I, I still see higher prices. How is it possible that inflation went down? Well, it's the rate of inflation. So that just means year over year, the inflation rate increased 3%. So prices are still going up, but they're going slower. It's like, imagine if you're on a highway going 60 miles an hour, and then you slow down to 10 miles an hour. You're still going straight, right? You're still going, you're still moving ahead, but you're doing it as a slower pace. The Fed's target rate is like 2%. So we're finally getting very close to the Fed's target rate. So that's really good news for the economy, good news for families across America that prices are finally uh, starting to slow down a little bit. Egg prices, you know, egg prices were a big thing. Remember, egg prices every single day, they're $8 a dozen. They're about half what they were in January right now. So they've plummeted as well. And a side note, just about like oil and, and, and gas, the US is now producing more oil domestically today than it did at the same time a year in 2019 under Donald Trump. You're seeing a lot of really kind of positive trends, a lot of good things happening in the face of all this Republican disinformation. The actual truth does just simply not fit their narrative. And I think it's important also to make this comparison. While the country as a whole is down to a 3% inflation rate, there is one state in the union that has become an inflation hotspot. I think we talked about it on the last show, but this is before the inflation report came out for the country, and that is Florida. Florida has a 9% inflation rate in some parts of the state. And when you have a guy like DeSantis out there and his whole pitch is make America Florida, and you see what's happening to the insurance industry there, you see what's happening to the schools with the teacher shortage, you see what's happening with inflation as it cools in the rest of the country, it is spiking there. You see the real difference in Democratic versus Republican policies and focusing on the things that matter versus focusing on this BS war on the woke that he's doing. So I think it's important to put that in perspective and put it all together for everybody. Not only that, you remember uh, the Republicans, the news media, everybody right before Title 42 was rescinded by President Biden. What did you hear incessantly? You heard, there's an invasion. And, and that's a horrible thing to say. So that's that's what the Republicans said. There's an invasion at the southern border. There's going to be an invasion. We need to impeach Biden. That's what we need to do. We need to impeach him, impeach him, impeach him. You had Marjorie Taylor Greene calling for impeachment. You had all this happening, right? You had the media doing live shots from the border. It's going to happen. Here comes the invasion. Well, what did we see? Title 42 was rescinded. Border crossings dropped tremendously. And now we're getting new data from June. Border crossings in June plummeted to the lowest levels since February 2021. February 2021. Here's a quote from a CBS news piece. They said, the last time Border Patrol apprehensions apprehensions along the U.S.-Mexico border were lower was in February 2021, President Biden's first full month in the White House. In May, daily illegal border crossings peaked at 10,000, a record before officials terminated Title 42 pandemic measure. Um, in June, that dropped below 4,000. Once again, very positive trends and doesn't quite fit the GOP narrative. You'll notice they move on to other things. When that's not working, they got to find other topics. They got to find other things to make people angry about. Mm -hmm. So they start throwing out the Hunter Biden. They start throwing out the, the trans. They start throwing out any other thing how, to distract. How about them. this attacking the National Defense Authorization Act where they attack the military by 
bringing in all of their culture wars and saying the you know how are we going to fund it if they have drag queens it's like okay what 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 are, what are you talking about so they put all of these amendments right like in the in the markup bill you got like Marjorie Taylor Greene saying that we're not going to fund the military unless american america withdraws from nato that's actually an amendment that Marjorie Taylor Greene introduced to put into uh, the National Defense Authorization Act to like defund Ukraine to not you know to not give fighter jets to Ukraine like these are amendments that Republicans are putting in there you know they're putting in all of these things about abortion they're putting on they gotta they gotta control a woman's right to control their body like all of this stuff they're putting in as amendments and they're trying to put these poison pills. So they're like, the Democrats are going to vote against the National Defense Authorization Act. It's like, just stop putting in these ridiculous things. Like, <laughs> let's get serious here and let's please actually just just, just fund it. <laughs> yeah, as, as, Moskowitz, as Moskowitz mentioned today, it passed 58 to 1 in committee. This is one, something that has never been a point of contention. And for these Republicans to try to do this, to see what Tommy Tuberville is doing and trying to hold up these senior military promotions, like you just have to accept the fact that this is a party that is willing to play whatever political games necessary, even if it damages our military, even if it harms our national mm -hmm. security. They only care about getting elected, getting reelected, and they don't care if they have to hold the country hostage in order to do so, Jordy. And by the way, it, it, it's an awful strategy that, that they have at this point. I think ultimately what the American people are going to do, scoreboard, you know, at the end of the day, when it's time to to go and vote, they're going to look at the scoreboard. Ben already mentioned, uh, amazingly, all, all, all the great things that the Democrats had done from the CHIPS Act, the American Rescue Plan to the PACT Act, all of that awesome stuff once we had the slim majority that we did have. But now what have the Republicans done since they've gained power? What have they done? They've gotten into physical altercations on the House floor where one representative had to be physically restrained and put in a headlock after lunging at Mad Gates. They call each other little bitches on the House floor. Those are the, those are their words. They've stripped away the rights uh, yeah. of women with you, the overturning of Roe. They go after the LGBTQ community constantly. They censured Adam Schiff. Like scoreboard, what have they actually done for the American people? And I just implore our audience really to, to take a step back and talk to your friends and be like, hey, Here's what the Amer here, here's what the Americans yeah here here's what the Democrats have done for us that tangibly impact our lives. What have the what is the Republican this modern day MAGA Republican Party done for you? And, and in you terms see of this contrast. Sorry, go on. Yeah, we go, Brent. I was going to say, and you saw this contrast in full view this week when you had Marjorie Taylor Greene Ben saying what you were saying, putting in these poison pills to say, "I'm I'm announcing my amendment that in order to pass the NDAA, the Defense Act." We need to get out of NATO. We need to no longer support NATO. And you have the contrast of that while you see crowds of people, gigantic crowds of people in Lithuania applauding President Biden as he appears at the NATO leadership summit over there. As you see him being an actual leader, going around, shaking the hands of the top leaders across the world, making actual smart deals in order to protect global security, in order to preserve and protect America's interest. The contrast cannot be clearer. And President Biden had a really, really, really good appearance in Lithuania at this NATO conference, did a great job. We're now learning that he was able to get Turkey to now finally agree to let Sweden 
into becoming NATO's 32nd member. It's not quite over the finish line yet, but Turkey had been the one nation that had been pushing back on that. And President Biden worked out a deal with Turkey in order to make that happen. Um, a lot of good things coming out of this. The G7 nations agreed to pledge security to Ukraine to make sure that they are protected from Russia's invasion. Um, also very important. There were some tensions, I wouldn't say tensions, but early on you had President Biden give an interview and President Biden said that Ukraine not yet ready to join NATO. His reasoning being if Ukraine were to join NATO tomorrow, then the U.S. would be compelled to actually get involved in that war, as would all the NATO nations, right? And so, what President Biden is saying is, let's get through this con, let's get through this invasion, let's get through this war right now, and then let's evaluate after, and we can make that happen, so that basically we don't push ourselves into a world war right now. Which you know, you have to take a nuanced approach with that. But while you know, Zelensky, I think, was a little annoyed at that at the top, but at the end of it, Zelensky. Was saying glowing things about President Biden, was really thankful for the U.S. support, was really thankful for the U.S. support. He even made multiple statements hailing the summit as a significant security victory, securing the security pledges from the G7 nations. So a lot of important steps forward. And I love seeing President Biden there standing next to all the world leaders. I like seeing the respect that they actually have for each other. You remember Trump a few years ago, like pushing the leader aside to like get in front of the line. You remember him Sorry. being literally laughed at when he was giving a speech in front of the United Nations. They all laughed in Donald Trump's face. He was an absolute embarrassment on the global stage. And it's just nice to be respected on the global stage and to have people who actually take our national care national security seriously. And to, so to see that, to see all that work being done and contrasted with these Republicans in Congress trying to make us less secure, trying to pull us out of that alliance, which is keeping the world safe. It just, the contrast really shows everything about the two parties and it's so important. You know, Jordy, the scoreboard absolutely does matter, but the scoreboard has to be seen by the people in order for the people to internalize the score. And sometimes large media networks, increasingly so, are not truthful arbiters of what the scoreboard is saying. When you look at the scoreboard and there's things being delivered for the American people by one political party like the Democrats and actually tangibly helping people's lives, and you compare it to the fascist idiocracy on the other side, I want a media that just calls balls and strikes and just says it how it is. I don't need the media to do favors for the fascists. I just want them to call it out and let us know what we see enough with the gaslighting. You know, we we know what is going on when we can see these videos and have access to the documents. That's what the media should be doing. The media is not doing a good job at it. And so, you know, I'm I'm grateful that we've been able to fill that niche and we've been able to work with this incredibly vibrant pro-democracy community right here that you all created, the Midas Mighty, to share these moments together. And we know that this pro-democracy community, and y'all are just so intelligent, so compassionate, and I have so much fun just spending this time with you on the show and each and every day. But, you know, what I love is that I know that the work isn't over, you know, after the show, because that's really where the work begins. The show's fun. 
And then after the show is where you tell one person, two people, three people, five people, however many, that's the best way you can help out this network is by spreading these messages. And we arm you with all of the data points, the videos, the documents, what people are actually saying in their own words. Sure, we give you our opinion, but our opinion is informed by the data. And of course, you're free to disagree with our opinions at any time. But I want to start from the premise of what the truth is, what the documents say, what the videos show, and to just call out in clear terms what the issues are. And I think this episode specifically showed that contrast more than ever. I really appreciate all of you. So if, if you want to support this network, one of the ways you can do that is by, is by becoming a member of our YouTube channel. You'll see that dollar sign at the bottom of our YouTube. Click it, become a member, only if you can. No worries if you can't. And if you're already a member, now's the time to gift others memberships. And if you want to receive a gift as membership, ask to receive a gift um, of one of these memberships to access the emojis and the badges. And really what that does is it helps grow this independent media platform from our research to our editors, to the production, to everything you see kind of 24 seven that we're doing. That's one way you could really help grow this platform. We don't take outside investors right now. So um, this is the way we build our platform. Another way, which is different, so you can decide which one you like to do, or if you're able to do both, that would be great. But join our Patreon at patreon.com slash Midas Touch. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Midas Touch. You get first looks to the videos that we make before we release them publicly on our YouTube channel. We have exclusive podcasts. And of course, there is everybody's favorite, which is the Zoom that we all do with you. And we spend however many hours it is. If it's two hours, three hours, four hours, we spend as much time. We answer every question that is asked and we get to meet you face to face and you get to meet us and ask us any questions. There's never a question that is off limits and we have the best time doing that. Um, another way to support the network is through our merch. And our merch is some great, great stuff. It's 100% made in the US. It's 100% union made. And you just go to store.mitistouch.com and get that gear. Get the summer gear, get the fall gear, get all that Midas Touch gear, wear it out, wear it proud. Let's be loud about our support for democracy. So check that out at store.midastouch.com. I love that one. It wasn't rigged. You're just a <laughs> loser. And do me a favor, all and oh, the no one above the no one is above the law gear is incredible. And the Convict 45 pins and the Convict 45 collection is great. Those pins sell really, really quickly. So make sure you get it. That's store.midastouch.com. Remember 100 percent made in the US. 100% union made, and that supports the network. So for our YouTube viewers, make sure you subscribe to the audio podcast. So mm -hmm. whatever device that you have that plays audio podcasts, just after the show, do me a favor, search the Midas Touch podcast, hit subscribe, leave a five-star review there. For those who listen only on the audio podcast, do me a favor, give us a try at YouTube. You go to youtube.com, search Midas Touch, M-E-I-D-A-S-T-O-U-C-H, search it, and then subscribe to our channel. We're heading towards 1.5 million subscribers that I hope we can hit by the end of this summer. Then I want to hit 2 million as a benchmark by the end of the year. Super rapid growth. 
thanks to you and thanks to all of your support for this network. Just think about this. More people now on a daily basis watch us on digital, watch this community um, on YouTube than Fox, than CNN, and by far all of the other large media networks on on the digital platform. Love it. And and that is thanks to you. And that is so important that we're spreading these pro-democracy messages. So again, that's the best way you can help no matter what. Spread the message, tell a family member or a friend or a coworker or a colleague, let people know about the Midas Touch community that you are a member of and let them know there are people who love our country, who care about our constitution, who can do it in an intelligent and compassionate way. And that is so, so important and what is needed right now. Thank you all so much for watching this episode of the Midas Touch podcast. Jordy, take it away. Shout out to the Midas Mighty! At Midas Touch, we are unapologetically pro-democracy and we demand justice and accountability. That's why we're spreading our message to Convict 45. That's right, gear up right now with your Convict 45 tees and pins at store.midastouch.com. That's store.midastouch.com.